Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about being frugal and Let's just let's talk about frugality and idolizing frugality specifically. So being frugal is the definition is, you know, spending in the least way possible. Let's I even looked up the definition. Okay, it is sparing with regard to money or food. So spending sparingly in regard to money or food. But in this context, I want you to think of it as basically spending the least amount possible on anything. And when I first dipped my toes into the financial world, into the financial industry, I jumped, I cannonball, I just like nose swan dive, just pencil dive. I'm trying to think of other dives. Straight into the side of the financial industry that was idolizing frugality. This is the side of the financial industry that is very pro on no spend days, which again, no spend days are basically how many days can you go a month without spending a dime, without spending anything. And I used to do these a lot when I first started. And I actually have a whole podcast on your, on, on no spend days. So if you want to learn more about why I'm very anti no spend days, you can go check that out. But so I was learning and trying these no spend days. I was seeing the people that I looked up to in the financial industry hating on how other people spent money. I also have a podcast episode on this called The Gucci Curse, where it would be, it would say, oh my goodness, you know, Kylie Jenner bought this amount of how, like, this is how much her house costs. And I can't believe she spent that much. Or talking about how buying a, I don't know, expensive, car or an expensive purse is a waste of money and really just hating on other people's spending. And also in this side of the financial industry, I felt so much guilt and shame around finances. I felt so much guilt and shame because of course, when you see people hating on how other people are spending, all that was running through my head was, oh my gosh, would they say this about me? Like, would they say this about me buying this t-shirt? Oh my gosh, what if they would say this about me? I probably shouldn't buy this. I can't believe I'm spending. Now I don't. This doesn't count as a no spend day. And it it really took me into this spiral. Here's the bottom line. Being frugal isn't a bad thing. You might be a frugal person. That's amazing. Being frugal is not a bad thing. But idolizing frugality leads to a negative relationship with money and specifically a negative relationship with spending. I can 
I can remember when I moved to Kansas City. So this is about two-ish years ago and a little, a little under that. And we moved to Kansas City and I flew down here to look at apartments. I flew down here to look at apartments. I was in corporate and I got offered a promotion to come down here. And so flew down to like meet the team I'd be working with and look at apartments. So I, and I made this whole spreadsheet on all the different apartments, how many square, like the square feet of every apartment, the amenities, all this stuff. It was actually, I was very proud of that. And so I'm looking at all these apartments and of course I'm seeing really nice ones. I'm seeing kind of a, a middle price point and then the lower price point. And every single time I, every apartment that I visited, of course, was more than the apartment that I was living in in a small town in Iowa because I was now in you know Kansas City, a bigger city. And uh, my first thought was like, oh, I, there has to be an apartment where I can spend less. There has to be an apartment the, that I can spend less money. So I would see these beautiful apartments. I'd be like, wow, these are gorgeous, but I, I want to spend less. And then I would see the kind of middle price point and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I mean, these are, you know, these are okay. These are, these are fine. These are good, but I, I need to spend less. And then I would see the lower priced apartments and not only were, and I'm not like throwing shade at all on, on any price point of apartments, but for me, they had nothing that I valued. A lot of the apartments that I was going to that were the cheapest ones that I could find, they had smoking allowed in the building. And so all the apartments smelled like cigarettes and I have really bad allergies to that smoke. And so even, even that like secondhand smoke, just, oh my gosh, I couldn't even, it just, that, that would have been a toxic environment for me. There were, um, you could have animals. And so I could tell when we visited the rooms that there was a lot of like leftover pet dander, which I'm very allergic to. It wasn't, uh, the safest of areas. And so all these things, And even then, even then when I was there, my first thought was like, I wonder if there's cheaper apartments. I just, I wish I could spend less. (laughs) And I remember thinking this and my, and I was just like, oh, I had this moment where I'm like, Chloe, like, of course you can always go cheaper. You can always find a cheaper thing, but is that better? And I, I had to kind of call bullshit on myself of asking what's coming up for me right now? Why am I so like, why is this so triggering for me when it comes to the wanting to spend less, wanting to spend less, wanting to spend less? And this is what was coming up for me. It wasn't that, oh, I didn't, I didn't value these things. It was that I thought that less was better and that it was i felt so guilty for if i would have chosen the middle middle priced apartments or especially if i was going to choose the higher end apartments i felt so freaking guilty and i had so much shame that was coming up for me of who am i to be spending this much money on on my apartment or spending this much money on whatever because for so long I'd idolize frugality. I'd idolize the, you know, the cheapest option or the um the lowest the lowest I could spend. And so my two beliefs were bumping up against each other. Well, actually, let me take that back. My belief that 
you had to idolize frugality was bumping up against my desire to live in a beautiful space that I was so proud of that was still from a logistics perspective made sense with what I was making and things like that. Um, but also just what I wanted so badly. And that's the the point at which I had to choose. I had to choose, do I want to stay with my limiting beliefs, which is cheaper, 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 cheaper. I have to find the cheapest place, even if it is not in alignment with my spending. Or did I want to go with what felt really good logistically and just in alignment for me of, of what I wanted? And of course, I, you know, you you probably, if you follow along um, on Instagram or whatever, you know that we we decided to go with the apartment that we just loved and adored. And um, and we still live here and we freaking love it. We absolutely love it. And anyway, so this was a huge moment for me, this aha moment of realizing, wow, it, I mean, it never ends. It, when you idolize frugality, it never ends. And that's what I was finding myself. And Shay, I can remember that when we I was a, I was down here apartment hunting and I would send him videos and send him pictures and stuff. And I kept being like, it's just so expensive. I bet there's cheaper ones. I bet there's cheaper ones. And we would, I would find the cheapest one I could find and be like, there has to be a cheaper one. And Shay was like, well, it's also it, the cheapest thing would be if we just didn't have an apartment, if we just lived in a tent. And I'm like, okay. that And, and I was like, okay, that's so stupid to say, but that is literally where my head was at. Like I had to ask myself, Chloe, when would you be cool with this? When would you not have that guilt and shame come up for you of, well, I'm sure there, there's a way you could spend less money. There would never be a time. There would never be a time. Here's why. By idolizing frugality, I was telling myself that spending was bad. And therefore, no matter what money I was spending, it still felt icky to me it still felt, I still felt guilty for it. I still felt shameful for it. And when we become obsessed with frugality, it hurts our relationship with money. It hurts our, and impacts negatively our relationship with spending and and money in general. So, um, yeah, I I had so much guilt, so much shame, and this would come up for me all the time, especially when I was doing those no spend months, I would say, okay, I'm not going to spend any money other than what I have to. But then what I was noticing is that even on the money that I quote unquote had to spend rent, food, bills, I still felt guilty. I felt guilty for every single piece of spending. And here's the truth. Actually, here's a belief, a belief that I take on and I invite you to take on because I think it will change your life. Spending isn't bad spending is not bad. And right now there's two sides. uh, There's like a spectrum, right? On one side of the spectrum is this idolizing frugality. Don't spend a dime. We can't spend. If you spend, you should feel guilty for it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. On the other side of the spectrum is idolizing spending where you just spend, 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 and you spend to fill a void and you're getting yourself into credit card debt. And you're so, you feel so guilty and shameful because you're spending way more than you know, that's that you should, that's an alignment for you. We don't want to be on either one of those places. We want to be in the middle, which is spending in alignment. 
which is spending in alignment, which is finding what is a priority for you, what makes sense to you on paper, what makes sense to your desires and your wants and your goals, and then saying, cool, I'm right here. I'm right here. And in that place, you spend and you feel really good about it. There's no guilt and there's no shame because there's not guilt for spending and there's not guilt for overspending because you're always spending in alignment. And that is, that's the money shot, right? That's, that's where we want to get to. So how do we get there? How do we stop idolizing frugality specifically? Remember, there's, we don't want to be on either side, but I want to talk about specifically if you're caught in that place of idolizing the frugality. How do we get from there to the place of aligned spending where we feel so good with spending money? Number one, there's five things that I want you to do. Step number one, stop shitting on the way that other people spend money. Stop shitting on the way other people spend money. Again, the podcast I have on this is called Gucci Curse, and I go into that. You can you can go and, and listen more about that. But if you are constantly, gosh, I can't believe so-and-so spent that money on a purse, or, oh my gosh, I would never spend that much on rent. I cannot believe you spend that much on rent. You are projecting what you believe is spending in alignment for you onto other people. You do not get to decide what's in alignment for other people. Now, you, of course, can offer friendly advice if asked when somebody says, hey, I'm trying to figure out what would be a good price range for us to look at when it comes to rent. And I'm kind of struggling to decide what that is. Can I get your opinion? Sure. Give your two cents, right? There's a difference between giving your two cents on that and just shitting on what other people are doing and how they're spending their money. Okay? So stop doing that, especially if you are hating on people who are making great money and spending great money too. Okay? Because if that's a goal of yours, you are literally pushing it farther away from you when you are creating that negative energy around it. For example, um, if I, I've talked about this example on, on here on the podcast before, but when I was in college, it was so, I was so jealous and would be so resentful towards my friends who their parents paid for their entire college and they didn't have any debt. I'd be like, oh, did mom and dad pay for me? Right? Like I was so, I was, it was so triggering for me. I would get so mad about it. And then I had to ask myself, wait a second, that is a goal of mine. A goal of mine is that someday I, you know, we are financially set to the point where if our child decides to, if our future kid decides that they want to attend school, then we can pay for it and they don't have to take out loans. That's a goal of mine, right? I want to create generational wealth for my future family. And that's a fantastic way to set your kids up for success. But anyway, whole nother note. But I could not be simultaneously shitting on other people for having that and then also wanting to get that and wanting to work towards it. That There's disconnect there. There's disconnect there. So we have to stop hating on the way other people are spending in general, but especially if that's actually something that we want to go into. Okay. So number one, stop hating on the way other people spend their money. Number two, check in with yourself how you feel when you're spending money. 
we have to recognize that spending isn't bad. And so when you're going in to pay rent, if the first of the month or, you know, the third, the day before the first of the month, let's say rent is due, utilities, whatever. If you are like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so frustrated. I can't believe I pay this much. I'm so mad. If you're feeling that way, you have to check in with yourself to check in with yourself and be like, why am I feeling all of these things? Am I feeling guilt or shame for, for how I'm spending my money? Am I feeling resentful toward the payments that I'm making? Like, what is it? Check in with yourself and identify those feelings so you can talk yourself through it. When you're just feeling a certain way, but you're not identifying it, it's hard to connect those feelings with actions that can help resolve those feelings. Okay. So make sure you're checking with yourself. Number three, have gratitude for your ability to spend and acknowledge what your money does in the world. So this is, this is one of my favorite things to do and has seriously just changed the game for me. I am so grateful for spending money, not only for what I get, not only for what I get, but also for then what my money does. For example, rent. I am so grateful for my apartment. When I pay rent, I used to be like, oh my gosh, rent comes out tomorrow. I'm so mad. I spend so much. That was my mentality. And it's hilarious because that was my mentality when I was paying a fraction of of what I pay now. But again, it's not about the money. It's about your mindset. So when rent is due now, I'm like, oh yes, I'm so grateful. I love this apartment. I love living here. I love our experience. I love our home. And I love that my money is going and supporting and paying people's salaries, right? It's supporting the community. It is doing all these things. Um, the other, the other day, Shay and I were uh, walking by uh, this. We were on a walk with the girls, with Rosie and Millie, and we. I t- I say the girls all the time for our dogs. And I wonder if people who don't know that I'm talking about our dogs, like, Oh sweet. They have two little, two little girls. Um, yeah, I should really clarify that more often. Our dogs, we're going to walk with our dogs. And we're walking by this adorable plant shop, this adorable plant shop. It's called Verdant. Wait, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Verdant in, uh, Kansas city. It's in the crossroads and, uh, it's so sweet. Go check it out. We're walking by and we're like, oh, we should go step in. And it was so wonderful, so intentional. Everything is beautiful. And we're like, oh my gosh, you know, we love plants. We should get a plant. And they have plants and they also have these handcrafted ceramics that are also from a local business, whatever. Could we buy, could we have found one cheaper plants? Two, could we have found cheaper ceramics for the plants? Absolutely. Could we have gone over to Walmart and gotten a cheap ceramic bowl? Sure. But I love, not only do I love the plants and love the ceramics, I love knowing that my money is going to support small businesses. I love it. It makes me so freaking happy to know that I get the excitement and the utility there's my like econ major coming out. I get the utility of having this plant that I'm going to water and love and love seeing. And I also know that then my money is working 
to go and and support that business, to go and support the person who's hand crafting these ceramic things. I I love it. And and having that gratitude lifts you out of the idolizing frugality and puts you in that place of alignment. Okay. So that's number three. Number four, check in with how you talk about cheapness or being frugal. Uh, this is uh, one that I, I still do. I still occasionally do. And imagine, remember there's two sides of the spectrum. The, the spending side of it, the idolizing spending side of it, it's easy to point out, right? If someone, let's say I had a Gucci bag and someone was like, oh my gosh, that Gucci bag is awesome. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was $3,546, right? People would be like, okay, that's so, like, okay, that's so weird and cocky and whatever, right? Like our society notices that. Like that's not very socially acceptable. On the other side, the idolizing frugality, if somebody compliments me on a backpack and I say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I got it at TJ Maxx. It was only $12. That's totally socially acceptable. It's acceptable to say, oh my gosh, I got it for so cheap. Let's talk about, I want to brag about that. I want to do this. And again, I'm not necessarily saying that that is a bad thing. I love um, telling people the price point on things, especially if it's a great deal. Of course, that's awesome. I love um, when I get something for, you know, that's high quality and it's a great price. I absolutely love that. And so, but I just want you to recognize that again, that is leaning more toward the idolizing frugality piece of it. Okay. So just, and there's so many other ways, just check in how you talk about, um, you know, cheapness and especially kind of going back with number one, especially as it pertains to other people. Oh, she spent this on that, or I can't believe they do this. Okay. And then lastly, number five, remember that the goal is not to spend less money. It's to spend money in alignment. That could mean spending less, but it doesn't necessarily have to. It doesn't necessarily have to mean spending less. Okay. So check in with yourself today. I'm so glad that you tuned into this episode. It is so important to be thinking of this. And also I want to, um, remind you that next week. So if you're listening to this in real time, we are having our, we're dropping our next masterclass. It's going to be all about side hustles and, um, all about, you know, making more money, whether that be starting your own small business, grinding on that side hustle, whatever, making more money in general. And so if that's something that you want to do, I want to touch on that today. Um, it, enrollment opens for next round on the 21st. So go and check that out. If that's something that you want to want to just flag that. So you're ready. If that's something that you want to check out. Um, and we will see you back next week for another episode of the deeper than money podcast.